0: Welcome to Of Sound Mind and Spirit. I'm Shelley. And I'm Lisa. We're
1: sisters walking together on a journey of faith. We're not perfect.
0: (laughs) And we definitely don't have all the answers. We're inviting you to walk with us as we explore ways we can better know and grow in our faith together. Welcome back to another episode from Of Sound Mind and Spirit. Hello, Lisa. Hey, Shelly. Okay. So when this episode comes out, we will be a whole day into Lent. (laughs) I like how you say that, a whole day. A whole day, (laughs) 39 to go.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So true. So true. As we said last week, Lent is my favorite liturgical season in the church. I look forward to it and I know you love it as well.
0: It's not my favorite. <laughs> it is what it is. And it's important. Please don't think that I'm I'm demoting Lent into something that it's not. It's just not my personal favorite.
1: No, that's fine. Because there are so many seasons and
0: you can have other favorites. It's okay. We don't have to agree. That's true. And you know what? It's not been my favorite. Maybe this year it will become one of my more favorites.
1: Yes. Just like Advent is growing on me, Lent mm-hmm. might grow on you.
0: But I will say Ordinary Time still is one of my favorites too. So, Ordinary Time has been growing on me a lot. So we'll have to do an episode on Ordinary Time sometime.
1: Oh, that's a good idea. And then we can wear green.
0: <laughs> so
1: for people who don't know, all of the seasons in the church have colors associated with them. Lent and Advent are purple and Ordinary Time is green. That's Because that was we the grow race. in our
0: faith in the Ordinary Time. Is that really where the green came from? Don't know. I just think it sounds. Oh,
1: nice. oh, oh that, it was lovely. That was lovely. That's <laughs> how I
0: teach the kids. We, green, you remember green because we grow <laughs> in ordinary time. It's anyway. Okay, <laughs> moving on. We have something really special for this episode, Lisa. We've been planning it for a while, and we couldn't do it without a lot of help from our friends. Yes, I'm super excited about this. For the first time,
1: we're not having one guest. We're having many guests and the difference is they're not live they've sent us (laughs) they have sent us answers to questions that we have given them and the real reason i have to share the reason we did this was because our podcast is about ways that we know and grow in our faith so learning and growing in faith and we can't sit here As we say in the intro, we're not perfect, and we don't have all the answers. So we didn't want to sit here and talk about Lent and pretend that we know everything. So we turned to some of our friends and invited them to share their wisdom and experiences with this great Lenten season to
0: help us all know and grow in our faith. That's right. And we gave them four questions that they could choose to answer when we invited them to contribute. We asked them to tell us why Lent is their favorite church season, or why if it's not. Uh, We asked how they prepare for Lent. What do you most look forward to during Lent? And what do you give up for Lent? What do you fast from? And it's been so fun. I can't wait to listen to some of these answers and talk about them with you, Lisa. Yes. Yes. Because I will say
1: none of them had the exact same thing to say. They all have different points of view and different even than what you and I have experienced and shared. So I hope, dear listeners, that you will enjoy this as much as we are just because it it just anything you can do to learn more and broaden your experience of this season and hopefully help you grow closer to Christ during this 40 days of Lent or 39 days of Lent.
0: Right. So we asked a number of our friends and family and we've gotten back seven responses. So be sure you stick around and listen to all seven of our friends and family because they took the time to support us in this way. Thank you to all of you. Yes. All right. First so- up, Shelly. First up. <laughs> First up is a young adult who I know very well, very close to. Her name is Cameron, and she is one of two hosts of the podcast, Holy Spontaneity. And you might have heard me mention it on our podcast before, because this young lady is Lisa's goddaughter (laughs) and Shelly's daughter. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's see what Cameron had to say when we asked her to answer our questions
2: hi this is cameron and i'm answering the question of why lent is or isn't my favorite liturgical season i would say that advent is my favorite liturgical season but advent and lent are so very similar because there's that period of waiting and waiting can be really painful so in advent you have this waiting period that has a longing to it an anticipatory beauty to it and then you have lent which is really just full of um anticipation of suffering And I think that there's something really beautiful and intentional about the way God created the passion that um, makes Lent very, very unique and very close to each one of us individually. And I think that it can be kind of scary thinking about suffering from that perspective. But in reality, the closer you are to the face of Christ, you know, the the thorns that encircle his head are going to touch you too. So that's why Lent is such a beautiful liturgical season. Wow,
0: that's just so beautiful.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I, I have to say that when I first heard this, I was so taken with comparing Lent to Advent in this way. You and I, Shelley, talked about, we kind of talked about that during our Advent episode 28, Joyful Anticipation, Discovering the Heart of Advent. But the way that she relates Advent to Joyful Anticipation, which is what we talked about, the way she relates it to Lent being an anticipation of suffering, because we know what's coming, and there's suffering before the resurrection,
0: and so right. that that really helped clarify a lot of how I feel about Lent. When when I listened to it and what she said, that that idea of coming so close to the face of Christ, that the thorns. Are going to touch you too and there's only one other place i've ever really thought about when you come to the foot of the cross and he comes down to kiss you is i think how uh, mother teresa saint teresa of calcutta put it was that we do have to share in that suffering that he experiences i'm also reminded of something else that i wrote years ago And that was we know what awaits us there's glory at the end of Lent there's glory at the end of suffering and there's the glory of Easter morning on that other side and if you pray the rosary and you pray it on Wednesdays you know that you pray the glorious mysteries of the rosary and Ash Wednesday is always on a Wednesday Which means every Ash Wednesday at the beginning of entering this waiting, mournful, repentance season of waiting, you're always praying with the gloriousness of Easter at the beginning. Beginning with the end in mind, I guess you would say.
1: Very true. Very true.
0: Thank you, Cameron. I'll get with you later. (laughs) (laughs) Love you, Cameron. All right. Lisa, who is next for us? Who else has responded to us?
1: Next is Marge Steinhag-Fennelin. And Marge is a journalist, a Catholic author, a professional life coach with Simply Holy Coaching. And I met Marge in a smoker that I participate in online through Catholic Mom. And I am excited that she responded and gave us this little nugget of wisdom here. So would you like to listen
0: to it now, Shelley? Yes, let's hear what Marge had to say.
3: Hey everyone, it's Marge Steinhag Fenelon. The thing I like most about Lent is the opportunity to dig deep, to dig really deep in our minds, our hearts, our souls. I begin every Lent by invoking the Holy Spirit and asking Him to show me my heart the way the Heavenly Father sees it, so that I'll know exactly what I need to work on that Lent. I'll know, more importantly, what the Heavenly Father wants me to work on as I progress through Lent. Sometimes it ain't pretty, I guarantee it, but it always makes for a beautiful, fruitful Lent, and I wish the same for you.
0: I love that Marge reminds us that it's time at the beginning of Lent to invoke the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. and to start with asking the Heavenly Father to show us, tell us, reveal to us what it is He wants us to know and grow and learn about during this particular season.
1: I agree. That, That really struck me about digging deep and going deep and really trying to discern and and pray and ask where God wants us to work. Because I think all too often with Lent we do what we did last year or we you know pick something that everybody else is talking about because right now for me all my podcasts i listen to social media like it's it's all churning everybody wants me to do their their book their their bible study their this the that you know and it's in it's hard sometimes to just say oh my gosh that or, i want to say oh my gosh that all sounds like fun yes 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 i'm going to do all those things and it's hard for me to sit and really pray and listen to god and what he wants for me not necessarily to do all the fun things but i shouldn't say fun things in lent but <laughs> but for me to do all of the all the extroverted things and maybe i need to really
0: consider be still in no
1: <laughs> yes consider what what will actually help me f- go further on this journey that i'm on this hopeful journey to holiness So what will actually make me move forward? So Marge, that, wow, that really gave me a lot to consider as I'm still selecting and working through what I want
0: Lent to produce in me this year. Yeah, she's good that way. I've actually worked with Marge uh, with her Simply Holy coaching, and she has a really beautiful way of asking questions that cause reflection and help you discern where it is you need to go to grow.
1: Thank you, Marge. All right, Shelly, next.
0: (laughs) Next, we have Andrea Baer. Andrea is one of those friends that just kind of happens into your life, and it feels like you've known each other for a really long time. We met her on a bus ride during a conference, and we started talking, and we never stopped. Exactly. Yes. Andrea, definitely one of those women you just instantly connect with. So she's an educator, an author, and she's the co-host of the Morning Glory podcast, which is a podcast about navigating grief. Yes. So let's see what Andrea offered
4: to us. Lent for me is really special because it's a time where I really look at how I can grow in my faith. And sometimes having that for 40 days, I can test myself in the way in I develop spiritually. I try to pick something to fast that is going to challenge me, but not to a point where I become bitter and resentful. I gave up coffee one year and that was that was pretty miserable, not just for me, but for my whole family. But this year, um, I have chose to do something that is going to help me become less attached to The things around me, and that's going out to eat. I tend to want to do that quite a bit during my lunch period and before work. And I realize it's not even so much going out to eat as it is kind of stepping away and finding a little place to retreat. So rather than going out to eat, I've decided I'm going to use that time to sit in quiet and silence. And I'm really looking forward to it. I I pray that I will use this time better instead of just trying to use it as busy time. Wow, what a great idea! I I, I really liked that she
1: talked about not picking things that just make you or your family miserable.
0: <laughs> I think
1: we've <laughs> all done, done that, that at least once.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like that she said uh, giving up coffee, and I've I've done that once, and once was enough to give up caffeine. Yes. Yeah, that yes, was... my husband did that one Lent. It was not pretty. <laughs> so I like oh that goodness. she
1: she took she's taking something that is a is a habit. It's not a good or a bad habit, and she's taking something that's a habit and instead using that time, taking you know taking it away, using that time to then one of my be still a nose you know to be still quiet and spend that time with god instead um and that kind of reminded me of that year i think i've only done it once maybe twice i like to talk on the phone in the car yes she does yes <laughs> and i gave and up Lisa's talking calling on the phone. i know she's driving somewhere that's right i gave up talking on the phone in the car one year or maybe twice, and um, just no radio, just was silent in the car, and it
0: it was huge. I agree with you. I was listening to Andrea and thinking, did she know what Marge said about discerning what God wants you to do? And what I like that Andrea said also is, she's showing you that fasting doesn't always mean, how do I phrase this? It, It doesn't always mean fasting from something. But she's using that opportunity of fasting to turn herself and her thoughts towards prayer and god so Mm -hmm. where she says i'm fasting from going out to eat what she's turned it into is making time to rest in and pray and get to know god there Mm -hmm. so that was really beautiful
1: that was that was and i and i like a lot of people think fasting and they think the food connection. And while, yes, this is a fast from a food, it's not about the food. It was about the time. Thank you so much, Andrea. That was a beautiful example. All right, Lisa, I think you have
0: another one from a special guest.
1: Yes. So the next one is from Marie Marie, and she is a dear friend local to us. She is the former director of music at our parish, and she is a mom of many littles, as you will hear in her recording. (laughs) And I've gotten to know Marie well over the last few years, and I'm so grateful that she made the time to send us in this recording.
5: I wouldn't say Lent is my favorite liturgical season of our beautiful church calendar, but I do love it. Um, It's so different than the other liturgical seasons. There's this kind of starkness to it and You know, it's like the desert. We strip away the decorations. Um, The altar is supposed to be pretty bare. The music is stripped away. Like at our church, we even do chant for the um, mass parts. So it's like the sound is stripped away. It's just this feeling of longing and yearning and emptiness, which I think is really great for leading into Passion Week and heading into Easter. Um, So I like it for that. It's definitely a great time to reflect and look at ourselves and strip away the things that are keeping us from having a pure heart and and clear soul and clear mind. Oh, wow.
0: (laughs) I love that Marie makes reference to how we strip everything away like we're entering the desert. And that she makes the reference that she brings it back to
1: how we, how things change in the mass in the church for this season because everything is simpler, calmer, just more, I would say solemn and focused on this this period of waiting and uh,
0: anticipation. Yeah, a reverent simplicity.
2: Oh, I like that.
5: Yeah.
0: yeah. I like the way she says a uh, like the sound is stripped away and leaves us with a feeling of longing and yearning and emptiness. And a since we're recording this a few days before Lent starts, it it actually is making me look forward to that moment of quiet in the church, that we do stop singing things, uh, certain things, and the Mm -hmm. way we approach it changes. And I, for one, am actually looking forward to the chant. I, I do love that from a music perspective. I think it's absolutely beautiful. And it also is reminding me how wonderful the music will be on Easter. I mean, I can already look forward to that.
1: (laughs) That's what I was going to say is that not singing certain things during Lent, I mean, really stripping it bare, we'll say in, in the Mass, really so that when you go during the Triduum, which is the three days leading up to Easter, and then Easter morning, and being so joyful and Big music, big singing, like all the things. It just, it, it just gives you that wow of, yeah, I mean, this is what Easter is about. So it's setting the mood, really setting the mood for us so that we have that big moment on Easter when the stone is rolled away and Jesus is not here and, he, you know, all of that so I like that she, of course, Marie being a music person, brought that all together for us.
0: I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm mindful of that moment on Easter vigil when we enter in darkness and the lights turn up. And so if we have to walk through first Lent and turn down the lights and strip away the decorations and silence the music, I can see now why people like lent for this reason of of preparing and it is different from advent but there is a simple beauty in it too
1: Mm
0: -hmm. well
1: i like that thank you so much marie i
4: love it
0: we really appreciate it all right shelly you want to tell us who's next next we have linda keeter she is one of my longest internet friends we met online 25 years ago (laughs) we've met several times in real life also she practically named my second daughter and she's also the godmother for my youngest we invited linda to give us an audio and really glad that she did so let's listen to what she has to say
6: this is linda and something that i look forward to during lent is definitely stations of the cross I have a few different versions that I've gathered that I use for personal prayer, either because I like the language of them or the artwork or maybe there's reflections that they have. But I especially look forward to being able to do stations in person during Lent. Over the past few years, my husband and I have gotten in the habit of meeting at a church that's convenient for both of our commutes home from work we so on Friday evenings we get there and it's dark they dim the lights it's almost candlelight it's just really beautiful and it's not our home parish so you know there's nobody there that we know that's a distraction and mostly i just think even arriving there separately to me signals just how we really individually made this a priority to be there in our personal schedules so it's something that i really look forward to during lent
0: what a great idea. I
1: I really like that. Ex, I, you know, husband arriving separately. It's dark. You're at a parish. You don't know anyone. So you're, all the temptation to socialize
0: is gone and really just focus. I like that. I like that a lot. Date night, Stations of the Cross. Yes. <laughs> Lent edition.
1: <laughs> Lent edition. There we go. <laughs> we'll add that to Don't Forget to Woo, Dating Your Spouse, that episode. <laughs> that was episode nine by the way
0: (laughs) but what a beautiful moment to share with your spouse yeah Uh, and to go somewhere different for that reason right so that you're not distracted and it
1: sounds like it's not a like at our parish it's a group led so she says that she has different stations of the cross and for anyone who, who doesn't know the stations of the cross
0: are the there's there's 14 different stations and each one is part of the passion of the christ And so it it begins with uh, Jesus is condemned, and then it goes through until he is uh, placed in the tomb. So you walk in front of a picture that represents each
1: station, as we call it, where you do a reading and you pray, and then you move on to the next station to read and then pray. And it represents Jesus's walk to Calvary. So... I love that she they use different stations because just like different ways to pray, there are different ways to pray the stations and how they're written. Um, and Marge Fennellan that we had on earlier, she has a new Stations of the Cross this year. It's called Behold Your Mother, Marian Stations of the Cross. And that one is from the perspective of a child who's witnessing Mary's unspeakable anguish as Mary sees her son progress to Calvary, the way of the cross. So many, many different types. There's some written for children, some written for adults. And it can be just
0: such a moving way to pray during Lent. It's really meant to direct your thoughts at each stop, to reflect on that moment and put yourself there and there's a beautiful song that is sung when we've done it at our home parish and they sing um were you there when they crucified our lord i i really invite you to go this year to a stations of the cross either at your home parish or another one even if you're not catholic you could go and be a witness to this beautiful event
1: every church has catholic church has stations inside the church But at ours, we also have stations outside on the trees. And some of the most beautiful stations I've done have been outdoors. And you can always purchase one of these prayer books and do it yourself. Walk yourself through it for the first time if you don't have one that you can attend locally. Okay. So, Lisa, uh, who is next? So next, we have Maria Gallagher, and she is a journalist and an author of two books on Mary, and I would say a dear friend of the podcast. We love Maria. Let's listen to her feedback.
7: Hello, this is Maria Gallagher. And one of the things that I like about Lent, believe it or not, is the giving up routine. Back when I was a little girl, I was uh, very addicted to soda pop and one year i recall vividly giving up soda pop for lent and it culminated in getting an easter basket from the easter bunny that had a giant two liter bottle of soda pop in it and it just made my easter so now that i'm older I give up shopping at my favorite women's clothing store, and it gives me a thrill to be able to give that back to God and to say, this is for you, Lord. I give it all to you.
0: Oh, how lovely. This is for you, Lord. I give it all to you. The idea that when you're fasting that this is for you, Lord, I give it all to you.
1: I do love that. And I, I love that she tied it in with a, a story. One of the most common things I feel like I gave up or fasted from as a child was, as we call it, Coke in the South. Everything is Coke, not soda pop, Coke. What kind of Coke do you drink, Lisa? Yes, yeah, right. What kind of Coke? Dr. Pepper. There um, you go. <laughs> And so I love that she tied it into a story of childhood, something that we all can relate to, whether it was Coke or it was, um, chocolate or sweets or whatever. And people say, you know, why do you, why something so simple, something so simple, why do you do that? You should do something really difficult. And well, giving up Coke for me was difficult, but you know, something really important. The point of the fast is to, when you're, when you avoid those things is to, to then turn your thoughts to God, so when you're tempted and you say no, to then think about God. And so I love that she brought that through with such a, a story of, that we can all relate to
0: from childhood, right? And training a child, I mean, starting simple with something a child can understand, giving up cokes. Mm-hmm.
1: And then on and, Easter and I love morning, the her getting family, the family, yes, yeah, getting the <laughs> two liter. That's that's awesome. I'm just picturing her Easter basket with this big old coke in it.
0: It kind sorry, of sounds like pop. something mom and dad would have done to us when we, we were kids, yes, it but does, they didn't. Doesn't it?
1: I'll never forget. I think I was in middle school and we were bowling or something and I picked up someone else's, you know, uh, drink and I took a big sip. And as soon as it hit my mouth, I was like, oh, that's, that's Dr. Pepper. And it was during Lent, you know. And I remember just sitting there with my mouth like full of Dr. Pepper, like, mm, what, do I, you know, like what do I do? And mom's like, "Swallow it. You're not spitting it out. <laughs> Jesus will be okay. <laughs> That's awesome. It's all about the intention. And uh, and you know I was thinking about God in that moment as I'm holding all of this Dr. Pepper in my mouth. So.
5: Mm-hmm. That is fun.
1: <laughs> all right, Shelly. Uh, uh, last but certainly not least, we have one more guest.
0: Yes. This one comes from Deanna Bartolini. She's a certified spiritual director, a deacon's wife, a writer, a speaker, and she's also in my small group. So I'm really pleased that she sent us something. Let's listen.
3: Hello, I'm Deanna Bartolini, and I'm going to answer the question, how do I prepare for Lent? and What am I giving up for Lent? Because they kind of go together. I start preparing for Lent a couple weeks ahead of time, and I ask myself this basic, pretty basic and pretty general question, which is what are the things that are going on in my life that I'm spending time, money, energy on that are keeping me from God? I look at those and then I make a decision as to what I'm giving up or maybe what I'm going to do for Lent. We could put it that way. So this year I decided that um, I'm looking at fiction So all things fiction, so all things made up, I'm going to stop reading fiction books. I am going to stop watching fiction on TV, if you want to call it that. So TV shows, movies, and instead focus on spiritual reading, focus on watching shows that are are of a spiritual nature, and also things that, you know, I always say I want to watch like that YouTube video Uh, from Seek or that, you know, podcast to listen to with my husband. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to focus on those things that we typically don't make the time to focus on when it isn't Lent. So that's what we are going to do. Give up fiction and focus instead on things of God.
1: Gosh, that is such an inspiring idea, isn't it? To stop listening and reading all things fiction to focus on all those things that draw you closer to God that you put off
0: and saying you don't have time for. What a fabulous idea. Yes. I like too that she kind of ties it all back to the beginning, that she starts preparing in advance and that she, again, also like Marge, discerns what things are going on in my life to keep me from God. And I never thought of fasting as fasting from fiction. I, so here are all these great examples to motivate us that it's not always about cutting a particular food out of our life or just adding another prayer into our our schedule. But the idea of radically reorienting ourselves,
1: so Mm -hmm. to speak, (laughs) right? Well, and I have fasted from television. I mean, I have fasted from TV before, usually after a certain time of day or that kind of thing. But, But I love that it's very specific. It's not TV, it's consuming a certain type of material so that I can then consume things that are better for me spiritually. Something that's going to help you know and grow in your faith. There you go. There you go. I I really, and I, and I get the impression from the way she spoke that she does it, her husband does it with her. Because I think that would be very difficult <laughs> if it was just me and my husband was like, "Let's sit down and watch our show we always watch," and I'd be like, "No, I can't do that." So I and I love, <laughs> I love it when you can, you know, do a spiritual exercise with your spouse or with your kids. You know, do it as a family. It just adds an extra a layer to your Lent that you're um,
0: all working together to grow closer to Christ. Including closer as a family, holding each other accountable, kind of like you were saying about mom. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the Coke, but no, I agree. It's, it is really special. I love that we've gotten such great advice from our friends that there's a lot of opportunity to really start thinking about what we're going to do from this day forward Mm-hmm. So maybe we weren't doing it yesterday, but we can actually start today and tomorrow and and every day hereafter, until we get to the glorious weekend that it will be Easter morning. right.
1: And there are many of us who will say, tweak our Lenten resolutions as we go. i'm I, sometimes I'm one that will this is what I'm doing, and then I get like a weekend and say, no that's that's actually not benefiting my walk with Christ in the way that I thought it would be so it's never too late to add subtract change as long as you are keeping your your focus on growing closer to Christ I always say that you want to you want to do something whether it's you know any of the three pillars of Lent fasting, almsgiving or prayer do something during this time period so that on Easter morning you're a changed person
0: because your relationship with christ has grown deeper it's really beautiful well once again i want to give a really big shout out to all of the ladies that participated in supporting us and giving us your insights and thoughts and advice. It's been great. And I'm, I'm going to sit and listen to them, I think, more than once now, <laughs> just over and over. So,
1: well, and I'm very thankful. And I, I know that all of us, all of us, you, Shelly, me, and our dear listeners really have a lot to take away from their knowledge. And we want to hear from all of you, our dear listeners out there. What are you doing for Lent? You can be as specific or as gentle as you want. But what what do you give up? How do you find ways to know and grow in your faith or to listen to what God is calling you to do? And as a reminder, if you have left social media for Lent, one, I invite you to go back and listen to last week's episode on why we invite you to rethink social media during Lent. But if you decided to give it up um, because you needed to, Join our email list because we'd like to stay connected with you during this Lenten season so that we can rejoice on Easter morning with you. So head over to our website, soundmindandspirit.com
0: and sign up on our email list and we will stay connected during this Lenten season. And don't forget to come back next week on Thursday because Lisa and I will be doing A little bit of celebration during Lent, but uh, (laughs) we're just going to tease it like that. We've got something worth celebrating. Yes. So you want to come back next week and find out A, what it is,
1: and B, why we're excited. (laughs) All right. We hope each of you have a fruitful and blessed Lenten season. Thank you for joining us
0: today.